Coming up today on Traveling with a Mouse, we're going to do a best of the year episode in which we have some clips from some of our most downloaded episodes of this year. That's coming up next on Traveling with a Mouse. Welcome everyone to Traveling with a Mouse. We are coming to the end of the year. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, everyone. We decided that since we weren't going to really have time to put together a full show, that we were going to put some clips so that you guys would have something to listen to over the Christmas holidays. But we might as well intro with who we have here. My name is John, and I'm joined today by Adam. My boy. (laughs) I'm... (laughs) I've been saying that all day because my voice is sounds like the emperor. So is that my voice? No. Yeah, <laughs> I different. I'm a little <laughs> under the weather. Yes, I saw Rise of Skywalker, and I cheered so much that I lost my voice. Right. At the. <laughs> I thought maybe we were doing that whole uh, like um, satire story that I shared about George Lucas. Said something um, along the lines of. Oh, some old guy keeps interrupting Rise of Skywalker right. and it shows a picture. It's George Lucas. George Lucas. Right. <laughs> like yelling at it. Right. <laughs> I didn't see George when I was there, but he didn't show up to the premiere, though. Isn't that a little weird? Uh, has he been showing up to all of them? Uh, I don't remember, but he was at Galaxy's Edge, the opening of Galaxy's Edge. Right. Well, so, yeah, know. Galaxy's Edge, that's different. That's like a whole immersive land based right. on his creation. Yeah. That's not the. Ruining of his creation. I mean, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> so, <clears throat> if you can bear with my terrible voice, I'll mention that some of the clips are like from Jason's archaeology completion episode. One of them, of course, was our June 1st where we came up one short. It's a little clip from there. Some clips from the Memorial Day special where we talked to the creators of the archaeology challenge. There was also like a clip from where, like, your experience doing the droid building. I thought that was a really? good one to throw in there. Hmm. I can say, was that on a t- most downloaded episode? It's just it kind was, of surprising. Uh, it Interesting. was your trip report from, I forgot what, I guess your September trip. Yeah, trip the one where I uh, ended yeah. up not running, unfortunately. Right. But I took the clip, that clip. There's a few others from news articles and such. They're kind of all thrown together, so just enjoy and didn't really have any rhyme or reason to the order of them. They're just sort of in order of when I pick them. Right. So, so lots of archaeology with the new year turning over. Maybe at some point next year we can all run at the same time, maybe, or be there at the same time, or maybe at least maybe we can get our completions since Jason has, you know, one way <laughs> exactly, or the other. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we don't want Jason to hold that over our heads forever or anything. So. It would be interesting to run as a trio and talk about it because it's it's a little more difficult to run as a I got to be honest, I'm totally interested in being there to document it. Yeah. I mean, that would I mean, if if you're doing it as a trio, I mean, we could, you know, you don't need I guess another yet another person to either pull fast pass or look at something else. So Right. I mean, I could do the videoing or whatever. Gotcha. The yeah, tracking, keeping up. That would be interesting. I would like to do that on one of the big days, too, though. Yeah. So lots yeah. to look forward to next year um, for that. 
So as we speak, I will be there. Or not as we speak, but as this is <coughs> released, yeah, I'll as be we there, speak, so. really, <laughs> right? Time travel. <laughs> as this is released, I'll be there. So I'll have a trip report coming up on what it's like to be there during Christmas week. So that ought to be interesting uh, survival tale to hear. Yeah, I've been tentatively thinking about my plans for next year as far as Disney goes. I was watching a video of someone just kind of cruising around Hollywood Studios with the Christmas stuff, and I was thinking, you know what, maybe I should go back at Christmas again. Yeah, I love Christmas Christmas time, yeah. Not not necessarily the same time you're talking about. I'm thinking maybe just early December. Early December, yeah. Yeah. That's probably the best time to go, (laughs) honestly. That was my thinking, anyway. Yeah. So, um, we hope that you will enjoy the clips that we have put together for you. There's not any particular. We just took some of the best and kind of spliced them together here for you. Hopefully you'll be able to enjoy it. That way you get your traveling with the mouse fix over this holiday week. Hope you enjoy. I attempted the Parkeology Challenge last Friday. Yeah. And uh, I finished. I completed. You did what? I haven't yeah, checked, yeah. so... Yeah, there know. was... Uh, there, there were 47 rides open that day. We were... We thought there might have been 48. We'll dive into that in a little bit. But yeah. 47 rides, and I rode all 47 of them. In one day? In one operating day. Wow. That sounds yeah. fascinating. I'd love to hear more about that. With no issues whatsoever. <laughs> I would say that it was definitely not smooth sailing, but it was entertaining. Yes. Always. So since Astro was down, I walked over there, took a picture of the the we're not opening sign and then went and got on Tomorrowland Speedway. You know, I was also like constantly looking at what's going on with Orbiter. I was trying to see if there was anybody that's already posted, like see if it was, oh, we're extending refurbishment or anything like that, chatting with people. So that's what I was doing. I viewed it as like Jason, almost like as a lawyer building his case when it came to Orbiter. (laughs) Every every piece of evidence that he came across and brought up. If needed. <laughs> if needed. There was a while there that it seemed like it was a moot point, but it ended up mattering, which is good. I'm telling myself to push, 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 because I'm like, I want to buy myself as much time at Mag- doing Magic Kingdom as fast as possible to handle any problems later in the day. Like, I even messaged you two in a private chat. I'm like, so far things are smooth, ready for the bumps. And boy, mm. did they come. But oh, yeah. I, I think what I'm doing right here at 7.44 a.m. in the morning mattered as much as my decision-making later to allowing me to complete because I bought myself a lot of time here. I was moving quickly. We're going to start talking about some of my bad luck here in a second, but I'm mm. going to point out that I actually think I was the luckiest person at Disney World that day because my luck was phenomenal yeah. in a way that my bad luck was actually some of my best luck, and I'll explain later. So at that point, 10.14, I'm, I'm out of there. I'm well within my fast pass time. So I hit Seven Doors Mine Train, and I'm feeling actually, even though the two rides are closed, I'm like, man, I'm making incredible time at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Incredible time. I mean, like five-hour Magic Kingdom is considered good. As you'll see, I got everything but Riverboat done in four hours. Yeah. So yeah. had yeah. Riverboat been open, I would have been hopping on Riverboat at like four hours and five minutes or so. Like, I would be, you know, from first ride to last ride at Magic Kingdom pretty fast. That is pretty It was good. a quick pace. Yeah. 
I then ride the best outdoor <laughs> raft ride at Magic Kingdom, Tom Sawyer yeah. Island rafts. And what's interesting is I think they started running them earlier. You know, it's supposed to open at 11. And I got on at 10.56 a.m., but I noticed there were already people walking around on the island when I got on. And that when we got to the island, there were guests that got on the boat. Oh, wow. Interesting. So I guess they were already running them. I, hmm. I, I have no way of knowing because I wasn't over there. But hmm. I, rode maybe the, they, I rode the rafts. Maybe they uh, stayed overnight on Tom Sawyer Island, <laughs> hid away in the caves. <laughs> I don't know. They took the swimming option. <laughs> maybe. I spent the night over there at Fort Langhorn. Yeah. There is a guy that sleeps over there. He's always asleep. I see him every time <laughs> I'm over there. <laughs> ah. I stopped back by the riverboat. So I want, I don't remember this guy's name. I, I really wish I could because I should give this guy a cast compliment. Because it's the same guy that worked at the riverboat on July 4th that I asked many times. And he was there this time. And he is one of the most honest cast members about a ride that I've ever talked to. Cause you know, mm-hmm. they're all trained to be like, I don't know. We'll never know. It could open <laughs> tomorrow or in three seconds. I have no idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I walk past them. Like, are, are you opening? I need this ride. Cause he knows what's up. He, he's seen these challengers before and he's seen me on July 4th. And he's like, honestly, we're not running at 1130. Definitely not. And we're definitely not running at 12 either. <laughs> and, I'm like, all right, well, see you later. I, I was like, yeah. you. I actually looked at him. I was like, you need to get this thing running. I'm coming back he at was, six. You, <laughs> he's like, he, he's like, okay. He was oh, wow, the okay. He was the realist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're running till six. I'm coming back. Right. And he's he knows you're a man of your word. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I'll get to it. I see him again later in the day. At this point, I noted on Twitter that Kali was down. I I had looked while I was at Magic Kingdom and noted that it was down. So I knew it had been down, if not all day, at least almost the entire day. I don't know if it ran at all in the morning. I have no idea. I have no way of knowing. But I was like, oh, crap. I'm going to have to hop back here, aren't I? I'm already in my mind. I'm like, I've got to hop back to Magic Kingdom and, because the riverboat closes at 6. I've got to hop back to animal kingdom and that collie once it opens is going to close at eight and i have two things at epcot that close at seven living with the land and imagination with figment and so i'm like i've got i'm playing with all of these different closure times in my head i think this is one of the reasons everybody found my run so compelling is because there was not one ending point there was a lot of like if he doesn't hit this time it's over right I go to Living with the Land, walk into the standby line, the power surge is in the building, uh, the lights come right back on after the power surge, but the Living with the Land lights do not come on, uh, wow. and the escalators do not come back on, and Soren looks dark over there, there's just a crowd of people, because they stopped accepting people. This is where maybe I could have saved a few minutes, because I actually stood in the line way too long, because I was like, is this just like a quick reboot thing, or is this going to take a while? I asked later. They did have to evac everybody off of Living with the Land. Wow. Um, Soren, they did not have to evac, though, because they only lost power to the entrance. The Soaring uh, show building is on a separate power source. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> of the 11 I had oh, left, only six of them were open. Yeah. 
a little bit of a problem. And so now the math is getting a little bit more complicated because it is 3.17 p.m., right? Yeah. I need to hit a 6 p.m. close, a 7 p.m. close, and an 8 p.m. close, and they're all at different parks. And the one that's at the park I'm at now is a 7 p.m. close, and it's not open. So I ride Mission Space at 4.01 p.m. When I get off of Mission Space, I think at, I don't know what time I went live, leaving Mission Space, Living with the Land was down, but I walked to it. So this is my first blind faith walk. Yeah. Uh, The leap from the lion's head. Yep. So I go to Living with the Land because I need Living with the Land now. So I go to Living with the Land and... I ask them, is it close? And the guy's like, they tell me it's actually kind of close. They're waiting on maintenance. Eventually, the person up there presses a button and a boat moves a little bit. And I'm like, oh, yes, boat's moving. And I was on the rope for living with the land. I was right onto the boat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) First on the boat. Wow. This was a moment where he went from being the man of science to the man of faith. Yes. (laughs) So I get off living with the land. I'm actually like, We aren't going to shoot for the 6 p.m. riverboat. We're going to shoot for the 5.30 riverboat because that gives us more time for everything else. And if they're going to open the riverboat, they're not going to open it just for 6. So let's go for the 5.30. By the time I get to my car, the riverboat is showing as open. As I'm walking up, I can hear the riverboat. I can see that it is not at the dock. It is out doing its loop. And he's standing out front, and he sees me coming from, you know, quite a ways away, booking it like straight towards him. And I'm like holding my thumbs up and he's like, yes, thumbs up. We're running. In my mind, I'm like, I need to get to Kali and I need to get to Kali soon. Cause if it's going to open, I need to be one of the first people in line because I'm riding standby because they aren't giving out fast passes anymore because it's closed. That's one of the new things as well. And, and if they open it, there's not going to be any fast passes available. So in my mind, the only play was to hop to Kali on blind faith. This is where I'm trying to say my unluckiness turned into the luckiest, right? Yeah. I got very lucky because I didn't have to wait in living with the lands line. I got very lucky in that when I hopped for Liberty Square Riverboat, it was open. And I actually was able to time it such that I didn't even have to wait that long to ride it. And I was able to fit in a bathroom break and a water break. Yeah, right. Kali was just like incredible luck. My gamble pays off. I... I'm like the seventh, tenth person in line or something. I mean, I rode that boat with two other people. When I left Spaceship Earth, I found a whole nother well of energy. (laughs) I was able to just really just walk real fast to uh, Soren. Walk up to Frozen. As we are approaching the line, the doors close and people start streaming out of the doors. Wow. That had to be a gut punch. I was surprisingly calm. Yeah. What'd you have? Yeah, 40 minutes or so? Yeah, it was like 45, 50 minutes. Okay. I was worried, but surprisingly not very worried. Because I think I was riding the high that everything had fallen my way. And I was like, it's there's only two ways this can end. One, it's destiny. Or two, I'm cursed. But actually, <laughs> I feel like the fact that I was standing there at 9.15 with that, the only thing left I had to ride, yeah. like I couldn't even believe I was there. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> you had already done your part, really. So, again, luck actually fell in my favor yeah. because all those people streamed out. And so by the time they opened it, they opened the doors, they let people back in. We walk into the standby line. We're basically already at the sauna room. 
when I was on Frozen, I was like streaming and I was getting yeah. texts and I was trying to respond to stuff. It didn't quite sink in. I was just like, I didn't know how to take in the moment. I got off Frozen and I was like, of course, super happy, but it just hadn't really sunk in yet, you know? Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't really know how to react because of how much adversity I'd been through. Yeah, so I decided to go to the Dahlia Lounge at the Coronado Springs, have some food and a drink and reflect. And I think that's when it really started to sink in. I went to every park twice. Yeah. Wow. Seven hops. Seven hops. Wow. That's insane. Did it. I proved to myself that I am, in fact, able to adapt I, it doesn't have to go according to plan. I can adapt to whatever was thrown at me. Yeah. And I guess my only tip for this one is never give up. And if you have a chance, try to stay mathematically in it as long as possible. Don't don't throw in the towel because you never know what might happen. They might open the ride back up. You might yeah. get lucky. Yeah. Stubbornness pays off. That's the other thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I also wouldn't recommend <laughs> blind hops into closed rides and except as a last resort. Right. <laughs> well, you know, you were determined that, you know, I'm going to go for this completion. That's really what that came out of, though. I'm going to put keep myself in this as long as I possibly can. Yeah. I don't care what I have to do. Right. You <laughs> I don't willed care where it. I have to hop to. You willed it to be. Well, I have one. Speaking of earlier, we were talking about the uh, screaming kid that uh, if this was available <laughs> last week at Grand Destino... Uh, would have helped out, uh, but now uh, Disney has returned the Disney Bedtime Hotline where you can get a phone call, not really a phone call, you can call a number and get a message from a Disney character, a bedtime message for your younglings. And I say younglings because Yoda is one of the voices. I've called and got Yoda to talked me to sleep earlier today just to hear it and uh you know of course it's not frank oz it's the fake yoda but kids probably won't know the difference you really get hung up on this voice thing don't you (laughs) i do it has to be authentic you know the woody's not tom hanks either by the way so let me just go through it It, the number is one eight seven 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 mickey that's one eight seven 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 mickey and you can Press 2 to go to the menu for hearing the nighttime calls. Press 1 for Mickey, 2 for Woody, 3 for Jasmine, 4 for Anna and Elsa, 5 for Yoda, and 6 for Spider-Man. So it's definitely different. It used to be like Goofy, Minnie, Daisy, Donald, you know, the Fab Five, or the, what do they call them, the Sensational Six. So now it's different characters. Mickey's the only original character in there, but... I've listened to Mickey's and Yoda's, and uh, they're very funny, but obviously they're not for me. They're supposed to be for kids. So I think the only message I've gotten is from Mickey, and it was uh, we didn't even ask for it. It was on our honeymoon, so oh. I think Minnie was saying something like to Mickey. I think it was both Mickey and Minnie, if I remember right, because Minnie was like, oh, isn't this romantic? Or something like that. I can't remember. Right. Oh my. <laughs> so, at what what level of Patreon membership can our uh, subscribers expect a special Ooh. bedtime message from uh, Adam, <laughs> from John, or myself? <laughs> that, that would be funny. That would have to be the highest level, definitely, because yeah, it depends on what level. I mean, is, is it just me, or does the Disney bedtime hotline sound a little uh, adult oriented versus? 
kid kid rated. Oh. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. If you, if you, I, I will commit right now. Somebody signs up and pays for what we want to say twenty bucks a month. I, sure. I'll put I'll put something on Patreon. Wishing you a good night. There you go. <laughs> sure. I'll, I will read you, the bedtime yeah. story of your choice. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Let's not open it up to any bedtime story. But <laughs> we'll give them options. <laughs> There's a little bit of controversy as to whether the rafts to Tom Sawyer Island are actually a ride or not. And, and we find all that sort of comical because it's a ride because we thought it was a ride and we went on it. And the whole point of this is for other people to be able to challenge themselves to see if they could do the specific thing that Shane and I did. Um, well, to be fair, we made sure we rode the rafts when we tried it. And, mm. and you know what? Listen, the rafts are a ride. You're on a freaking thing that's moving across a river. It may suck. I mean, it may be the worst ride that Disney's <laughs> ever done, but it's a ride. And at the time we did it, it actually was listed specifically as a ride. Um, now they've sort of folded it in uh, into the description of the actual island. But the point being that we weren't trying to come up with some, like, theoretical idea of what a cool challenge would be. We were just trying to set up parameters that would mimic what Shane and I did. So if people watched those videos and thought it was cool and wanted to try it, it was like, hey, this is what we did and, and try it. If, if you really want to, you know, get yourself a thousand fast passes lined up under all sorts of different accounts and then lie to us and, and pretend that you're just pulling the fast passes on your own, more luck to you. It's not, you know, here's a little piece of clip art i hope you're happy and and just to add to that too i think part of the appeal from when we first did the challenge was that in theory you know in theory if you had followed ted and i along on that original journey and um this was even back when they were using paper fast passes if you had been able to stay right with us you know the fast walking and so forth and literally just like followed along right with us you would have been able to complete or, or get as far as we did you know just following that same path what the app turned it into was a little bit more of a randomization of whether or not whether or not you're going to get that perfect fast pass or not. You know, you could have two people literally sitting side by side refreshing their phone and somebody might score frozen and the other person might get, you know, imagination. And their paths are gonna deviate based on what fast passes the app just coughs up. So there's that it took out some of this the the skill and the knowledge of the park um, and and just just added just a tiny bit of randomness to it um, that rewarded some people and denied others. So um, Oxygen Free kind of leveled the playing field again uh, and said, all right, you're now out there on your, your wits alone. Um, go forth and see what you, you can do. Well, as a, as a bit of an optimis optimistic view for you, Ted, when Adam and I ran it, yes, we were looking at fast passes, but I think we had quite a good bonding time still. So, huh, I, still well, I agree. I, I am glad to hear that, actually, because... You know, Shane and I go on the kind of Disney park geek scale, you know, we're like, I don't know if it goes to one to 10, we're, you know, 972. I mean, we're, we're pretty high on that scale. So to be able to go in the parks with somebody for the first time in my life, actually, to, to go in the parks with somebody who had equal or ah, 
I don't want to say greater. He's greater overall <laughs> Disney, but not greater park, <laughs> park stuff. But to go into the parks with somebody on equal footing with my knowledge and be able to, like, drop weird little, like, crazy inside references that, I mean, literally there's probably, like, 50 people on Earth who would understand. And then to just hear him kind of chuckle because I know he gets it. That was what was exciting to me. And the, like, hey, we happen to be on, you know, the Haunted Mansion or whatever. That was fun, but that was all secondary. It was really about, to me, the, the challenge is really about bonding with friends. That's what it really is about. So I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that it's still working that way. Yeah, it's, it's good because often Adam and I go to Disney quite a bit with our families, which is always a lot of fun. But this is sort of our chance to go do something just us. So. Awesome. Good point. I was going to say, I thought Adam would uh, say Navi River Journey. <laughs> on his. Right. I will say there was one time that I made Adam wait an inordinate amount of time to ride that ride. 89 <laughs> minutes. Because <laughs> I timed it. You were keeping up. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's only because we didn't let him eat enough food at lunch because we went to Tiffin's and they gave him a plate with uh, a minuscule amount of food. <laughs> that probably cost an arm and a leg. Yeah, that was bad. I did I did my research. I got the whole fish. I thought Tiffin's was great. Adam wore the, like, the duo of venison. Yes. You know, when it means duo of venison, it didn't mean, mean two deer. It meant they took <laughs> like a very minuscule slice of deer and then cut it in half. Yes. <laughs> If you remember the uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol from the 1980 whatever version where Tiny Tim is cutting a like a pea in half or something. <laughs> I forgot what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what I felt like eating at Tiffin's. So. I think they were actually slicing it, not just cutting it in half. Right. <laughs> they were passing it around. That was my plate at Tiffin's. Uh, if you have I think that, it's only, it was only worse, too, because they put it on a giant plate just to accentuate how small it was. Yes. Right. And they stuck it in, like, one corner of the plate. So, yeah. It's like, here you go. Here's a clean plate with, it's like, you forgot to wash this dish before you handed me this empty plate. <laughs> anyway. You know, that's one of the reasons why when I'm, I'm going to get, like, the uh, expensive, like, food and everything, I like doing it. I mean, I like going on the cruise for that sort of thing because you can get as much of it as you want and it's already included. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> so we get on Haunted Mansion, and if Haunted Mansion runs perfectly, we would have, I think, about seven minutes left until we could get in the Seven Doors Mine Train live, and Carousel takes two. So we would have had plenty of time. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, didn't you just miss the, the rope at Mind Train? Yeah, by two minutes. Yeah, two by minutes. how much was it? Two minutes? Two minutes. We got off We got off Haunted Mansion. Um, we pull up. Carousel is already unloading from its previous uh, run, and it's loading people. And if, they, if we had, they had run it the moment we got on, we would have probably made the Mind Train line by like 30 seconds. But they let it be the last one of the night, and they loaded people all the way up till midnight. Mm. And so it started at midnight, it ended at 12.02, we got off and we were at the mine train 10 seconds later and it they had closed the rope two minutes earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, so if we had just gotten one carousel cycle earlier. Yep, 
yeah. we would have gotten mind trained. So, and I think, you know, like like Jason was saying, they they literally people were coming on to the carousel from the exits. They were literally just letting anybody who could get on from anywhere because it's gonna be the last ride. Right. So they were just like, hey, it's the last ride. If you want to ride, get on. And so people were coming through the exits to get on the carousel, and so they well, just held it. Overall, I doubt it would have made a difference. I mean, I really do. But well, we snapped our photo at eleven fifty-seven, and so if they had run it then, we would have been off at eleven fifty-nine and on mine trade. And we could have possibly, Maybe. yeah, it still was theoretically possible, but we just knew they, you know, they were holding, so they weren't going to run it. So, yeah, it was. Like I said, it was very entertaining. I got to be honest, that was more entertaining than anything I've seen on television. So even I wasn't really, I was just following along. I think a lot of yeah. people felt the same way. People should go. I mean, we sat at Haunted Mansion for five minutes at least with it stopped. And then it started again. And then it stopped again. And then it started yeah. and it stopped. And then we were sitting there and we were chatting online. We were direct messaging with people. Um, Thurl was singing to me. Uh, <laughs> right. but you can go back and look at our TWTM podcast uh, Twitter feed to see our on-ride picture, our first Haunted Mansion on-ride picture. Exactly. And I was on my phone just annoyed, and Adam just had this look of just like... Disgust. Uh, yeah, it was... Yeah. When we got on, too, because it was going to be our first time. He's like, what cool picture am I going to do? You know, right. we're going to film it. And then we just, like, we stopped right before the picture part. For right. five minutes. So by the time we started, we were just so defeated. Yeah. Yeah. That is like, I didn't even think about the picture at that point afterwards. Honestly, we didn't even think about it until we were halfway back home the next day driving. And I was like, did that Haunted Mansion photo show up in our photo pass? And we looked at it and it was hilarious to yeah. look at. I bet. Uh, so we tweeted that Home's immediately story. because... Yeah, yeah. I was it, like, I didn't even think about the picture at that point. Yeah, it really did tell the story. It was, it yeah, was, it was. Pictures say a thousand words. They say. So we said on everywhere else, if you missed five minutes, you can't know. If that haunted mansion hadn't have broken down, we would have finished in my mind. Oh yeah, we would have been on a carousel Good and it would have been done. It would have. We would have been. We wouldn't have needed to run to mine train. We would have yeah. been on, and assuming mine train didn't go down, we would have been fine. Yeah. Well, the way it all played out, I would go so far as to say if there's just one less stop, you make it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm very, very proud that we got to 46, that we missed it by two minutes, that it was – I'm glad it was entertaining. I don't think the disappointment set in for a couple of days because, I mean, it was uh, – it was a very supportive crew. Every team – we waited outside of Mine Train. Every team came out and gave us – a round of applause and congratulated us. And we, I, I, I really thought the teams that ran were class acts. I really liked meeting them. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the uh, droid building. Cause you got to do that. Yes. Well, I almost forgot about it. <laughs> yes. I am aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how that happened. Cause you know, I had it planned and you know, we were just there and kind of in the moment and everything. And then you mentioned it and I was like, crap, <laughs> I yeah. totally forgot about the the droid building. So first what I do is I call asking if there's something I can do. And, of course, they said go to a guest services and see right. that. So I tell them, here's the deal. I had one earlier. You know, I missed it. Is there something we can still do? Can they still work us in? 
And so we eventually arrive at the conclusion, hey, why don't she says like, hey, why don't I just call over there and ask him if I'm if you can just go on over and they still honor it. And after all that was taken care of, she was like, yeah, you're good to go. So then we fortunately Hollywood Studios is not a very big park, even though because Galaxy's Edge is in the back. We do get over there, get to where they make the droids. So you walk up to this counter, like the register area. And right there, you choose, you tell them which droid you want to build, whether you want to build a BB unit or an R unit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I let Maddie choose. She chose the BB unit. So that's what we we went with. So then you go over to this station where the parts are on a conveyor belt going by, and you got to kind of, in the basket, it gives you directions on what it is you're supposed to be looking for to build the particular unit that you're looking for. So I guess you could have really chosen either, even though they, you know, they already rung you up. (laughs) There's not a price difference between the two that I know of, but I guess you could have chosen whatever you wanted still, sounds like. Interesting. So it was kind of interesting trying to figure out which parts go to what, though, because um, she chose the colors. So I was like, okay, I got to find the blue body because that's what she wanted. And then it was we got a red head. So yeah. um, uh, I had to find. It was more difficult than I originally would have thought to find which parts go with which type droid. Really? When you look at them, just looking, yeah, because I'm looking at the little um, like the blueprint, like the layout for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're looking on the conveyor belt and I'm looking, I was like, well, that kind of looks like it. Nope, that's not it. You know, and it, it's because oh, I, I wasn't 100% sure what size some of these things were, you know. So eventually I did get it together. We take it over to a different station where they didn't even mention to me about the personality chips, even though they were right there, which we didn't we didn't do one. But they didn't even, like, bring it up that I recall which I thought was kind of weird because I would think they would want to at least make that a selling point, I guess, or something like yeah. that. Because I think, doesn't it cost extra? I think it's supposed to. I Even, think so, yeah. The thing about it is, is we already paid, so I don't understand how you could do that. So so anyway, when you're putting this together, you're looking at it, trying to figure out what goes where. I mean, I know now, was, but it's a little more challenging than you originally think, trying to figure out what goes where and how it goes together. Um. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty neat once you got everything together. I mean, because too, there's these hoses that you add to it on, at that station for the BB unit. I don't know how it is with the R2. What you change over at that station? I really want to go back and do an R2 at some point. Yeah, I thought it was worth the hundred bucks. Get a whole yeah, I guess. Family. I thought it was worth the hundred bucks. It is pretty neat seeing the BB8 how it run how it rolls around. And, you know, it's got a, basically his head, it's a giant magnet. It's pretty much what it is, how his head stays on. But right. it's, it, it works in the sense that the body rolls and the head doesn't as much. So it's still pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, when it was all said and done, watching them activate it and you kind of roll it right there on the, the counter, you know, it was, yeah. it was cool. How, how do you like the uh, remote controls? Is it fun to, move it around and is it, how how is it control it can get confusing because it moves in whatever direction the way it's set up it, there's an antenna you put on top so it moves in whatever direction bb8s or bb whatever uh whatever the head is facing like wherever his eye is facing uh-huh. so like if you're pushing forward like the top button whatever direction his eye is facing that's where he's going to go right it's going to go that direction and if you do down it's going to go back so it can get 
confusing when you're thinking forward and backwards. You got to think of it in the direction of what direction is his eye facing. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not just what direction do you want him to go? <laughs> right. I see. Yeah. So you kind of think of it in those. And there's a button in which he just kind of spins around as well, kind of rotates, has the left yeah. and right. I thought it was worth the hundred bucks though overall. That's cool. It it the piece on the inside, this like the guts to it is really heavy. <laughs> you just have to hold the droid to see. It's pretty heavy duty. Yeah, yeah, they seem uh, like they got some heft to them. I don't know. It, it looks like there's like regular batteries, like stuff you could buy to replace the batteries whenever they run out. I just don't know what it is. Those have got to be like D's, and there must be like six of them in there or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is that's in that battery. I have to. I haven't looked at it yet, but I saw that there's a place where you can replace. It looks like something. So hmm. you don't recharge it. No, it didn't have anything for recharging. Oh. Now in the store they actually do have these like almost like backpacks or bags or stuff that you can you can buy things instead of the box that it comes with. Like it comes with a box. But you can buy something mm-hmm. to put the droid in if you wanted to put it in something different, a little fancier if you wanted to. For more money, of course. Of course. But yeah. Of course. I thought that was the droid building was really neat. Um I I would like to go back to Galaxy's Edge just to do the different experiences each time. Today, we're going to sort of bounce around the news a little haphazardly. Uh, we're, you know, just going to crash into things as we go. So, bump into um, things. Yeah, bump into things. It could get a little messy. Watch out for the shattered glass. John, do you have any news for us to start with? Well, I wasn't going to go with something like that. But speaking of shattered glass, and I'm not talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin, I am talking about the <laughs> okay. Disney Skyliner. Yes, what? the Disney Skyliner. <laughs> The biggest news. We're break, we're breaking this thing out with the biggest news story this time. Don't bury building. don't bury the lead. That's what I say. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's so all down we're not gonna... from here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I didn't know the Skyliner had a drop in it, but apparently it does. Yeah. The reports were seeing. that people that were on it were getting like free park hopper tickets and stuff like that. So hundred dollar gift getting... cards I heard. Oh. A lot of people not know how to play that up for sure. I feel like with uh, with the crew we had, which we never got to talk about our uh, California Grill dinner that we had on our yes. last trip with our crew and our wives and friends, I think we would have probably gotten, I don't know, lifetime passes or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, they... <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all who you know. We had a dinner at California Grill that yeah. did not go well, and we got compensated. What were they going to give us originally, Adam? It was like three fast passes a piece or something yeah i think it was three additional fast passes each and we got six a piece yeah. for every person in our party it was a group of like 11 <laughs> so we ended up with like 66 uh, fast passes yeah wow the screw up was we arrived on time for our reservation and we didn't sit down at our table until at least an hour later it was an hour past our reservation time with very little update as to yeah. why we were standing. We weren't even, like, called to go up the elevator. We were just standing right. in the and lobby. And finally, finally, we just went up to up there anyway without someone coming down. Because usually they come down to get you and bring you back up. And they were just like, well, why don't you just go up there and ask them? <laughs> so we did. And then, you know, anyway. Long story short, we ended up getting appetizers 
for free and the fast passes. So it worked out, but. And we had a great view of the fireworks because we got seated right before fireworks. Right. Yeah. We were in like the table with one of the best views of the Magic Kingdom fireworks. So all in all, they made it right. We were very happy. Uh, We felt good. And I mean, I was feeling so good that I didn't even pay attention and I forgot that they had already put tip on the on the check so i just tipped again double tip that night yikes oh well all right so that's gonna wrap up the clips portion of this episode well you said it but i'll say it again happy holidays merry christmas happy new year um go see rise of skywalker i'll put that in there because i think it's worth seeing so and we'll talk about that too whenever you guys see it i don't think jason has yet either but Maybe it'll happen at some point over the holiday season. But all you out there listening, go see it if you haven't. I think it's worth worth it. So I guess I can start by saying you can also visit our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com, and we have our email address, podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com, and we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash podcast. We are on social media on Facebook twitter and instagram that's all at twtm podcast we have a spreadshirt store if you would like to get your exclusive traveling with the mouse merchandise that is shop.spreadshirt.com slash twtm podcast so for john jason and myself this has been traveling with the mouse and we will see you next year